Great day, everyone, and welcome to Thank God for Monday. I'm Brother Graydon Cellini of the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn and Seton Hall University, class of 1985. My great pleasure to be back with you today. The purpose of Thank God for Monday is to inspire you, our audience, to take personal responsibility for your professional satisfaction. We want to provide you hope, healing, and peace in these unprecedented, turbulent, uncertain times, and motivates you to search deep inside yourself in the quest for fulfillment. Listeners, it's really up to you as to how to utilize the information we provide today, take full accountability for the decisions you make, and the resulting outcomes. Now, one of the goals of our show, thank God for Monday, is to introduce role models role models of people who take very bold steps in their work lives. And as such, we are honored today to have with us a very special guest. His name is Scott Warwick. Scott has been an employment law attorney and human resources professional with almost 40 years, yes, I said almost 40 years of hands-on experience. He is also the author of a great book, entitled Tolerance and Diversity for White Guys and Other Human Beings, Living the Five Skills of Tolerance. Hello and welcome to Thank God for Monday, Scott. Thank you. I love your purpose. I'm sitting here listening to why you do this show and perfect. Love it. Well, you can sense immediately why you're a special guest with us today. Because you and this book you've written, this incredible experience, just resonated so much. When Joanne McCall made us aware of you, we said to Joanne, we need to get Scott Warwick on, thank God, for Monday. So we are so grateful that you're with us today. Sorry to say we've only got 30 minutes, so we're going to jump right into the deep end of the pool. Sure. Now, as we said before, a labor law attorney, a human resources expert for several decades, you are the best person to answer this question, Scott. What do you see as the biggest problem today in the workplace? It is not safe. And and I'll tell you right now, I've been training and doing this. I, 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 I see so, so many. Let me just kind of tell you my reasoning here. Forbes magazine says that on a good year, that one-third of all the companies in this country will hit their strategic goals. That's it. One-third. On some years, yeah, I mean, it blew my mind. In some years, it's 4%. So, in other words, statistically speaking, in a good year, two-thirds of all your listeners out there who are business owners or work for companies, you're not going to hit your strategic goals. One of the biggest reasons for that is... The goals are too complicated. If I don't understand where I'm going, if my purpose is not clear, then people get confused and they don't necessarily live it as a religion or a culture. And I'm here to say phrase that my mission in this life is to help humans live better lives and be happy. Okay, good purpose. What if I whisper that to you and then we whisper it to Frank, then we whisper it to Sally, then we whisper, it's going to fall apart by the time it gets to Frank and Sally. It's too <laughs> much. And you see, it's all theory. So 
for me, it all boils down tolerance, diversity, all this. Is it safe? And and I'm an old safety guy. I am so proud of my age. I am 60 years old, been doing this for 40 years. And I tell you, I have screwed more things up than you want to think about. And <laughs> and so one of those things is it keep it simple. Is it safe to be different? Period. Is it safe to be white? Is it safe to be black? Is, ah, here's a good one for, you know, I'm watching the news in New York. Is it safe to be Asian walking down the street? Wow. Yeah. And is it safe to disagree? And I'll tell you, I do, I go on site and do a lot of training because of the politics. It, and I love this, it is not safe to voice your support for Joe Biden. And it's not safe for for Donald Trump. And you're going to, you very likely might get a stapler in the head. Freeze right there. We're humans. We are all flawed. We, and, and I'll tell you, I love this coming on religious programs because I love to talk to people who believe in the Old Testament. And that is basically Jews, Christians, and Muslims. Well, we think of the story of Adam and Eve. Well, we learn about it. We don't think about it. And you think, oh, that's a nice Bible story. I mean, 7.3 billion people really couldn't come from two people, right? I mean, that's just a myth. <laughs> no. And I tell you, this is what really gets me, is the Human Genome Project proves the Bible's right. Oh, and science, we are all related. So think about this. Is it safe for George Floyd to be black? Because when George Floyd got killed, you realize that was my cousin. No more. We are no more than 50 times removed related to everybody else in the world. Those people who are dying in Afghanistan right now are my cousins. And so you kind of see it all ties together. You want to have a good workplace. Is it safe? Oh, that is absolutely so beautiful. This ties in perfectly with our Franciscan ideals, because mm -hmm. to the Franciscan, there is no stranger. Uh, we are all uh, brother mm -hmm. and sister, no question about it. Now, speaking of this great book, one of the things that stood out to us here at Thank God for Monday, the title, Tolerance and Diversity for White Guys and Other Human Beings Living the Five Skills of Tolerance. We've got to ask those guys, how the heck did you come up with this title? And are you getting positive feedback or maybe it's ruffling some feathers? A little of both. And <laughs> I will tell you, the title is a human Rorschach. What you say about other people tells me a lot more about you than it does those other people. And and I am a big fan. Of, and if you look through the book, it is all based on neurology. This is really so fascinating. It's interesting. I'm going to ask it now. I was going to ask it a little later because I'd mm -hmm. like to peel the onion on this. This is so fascinating for me, and I'm sure the listeners as well. You say there's a difference between telling people how to think and how to behave. Maybe you yeah. can peel the onion a little bit more for us on this, guy. This seems to be a critical point. Oh, yes, yes. And, and I'll tell you, I love talking about this because – uh, this right there, when I mention this topic, before I even get to go any further, it's like when people read the title of the book. Some people say, well, that's really interesting. What does that mean? What a great answer or what a great question. 
Yeah, ask what it means. I have other people who send me an email saying, oh, that's really offensive. I'll never read that. Well, what do you think it means? Something like something in their head, how it calculated. Well, you're saying that white guys need more help than anybody else. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I'm going to include everybody. Humans. So that right there, tolerance versus acceptance. I eat dinner alone at a lot of diversity conferences. Okay. Because, oh, yeah. And I, and I will tell you, point blank, I am anti-current traditional diversity. Most of these programs that you see at these human resource chapters that you see in these conferences, a lot of the stuff that you hear, in my opinion, is wrong. And a lot of it is illegal. Now, you want to talk about employment law, have a seat. So, first of all, you can't set quotas. Okay, that's the one thing. We already talked about that. That's it. Are you going to sit down and tell people how to think? And, and, and that's a real critical issue. Let me give you a great story. And this is right, right from one of my, all my life experiences. Can't make this stuff up. I had a client up in Holmes County, Ohio. Now, just for your listeners, Holmes County, Ohio is the number one tourist county in Ohio. Wow. Oh, yeah. More than the Cincinnati Reds, more than Kings Island, more than Cedar Point. Oh, yeah. Forget the roller coasters. I want to go up and see the Amish. Oh. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got a real sweet tooth here in Ohio. We like to have. <laughs> oh, and I will. I'll tell you, I am a, ta- you can't see, but I'm a towering five foot seven. So my baseball and basketball career ended early. All my, you can see my, my cabinets over here. All because they could build it to fit me. I don't need a stool to get to things. So <laughs> I love this stuff. Okay. Now we're talking very fundamentalist Christians. And I don't know if you've seen any of these reality shows where people, young people are breaking away from the Amish. They're running away. Okay. Uh, they're on cable. A lot of them are fake, but, uh, it's really interesting. I had this one young woman that worked at this Amish company and she really broke away from the Amish. Okay. She was like 20 years old or something and she became a Satanist. Now, uh, for some of your older listeners, this sounds like either a Monty Python skit or Saturday. <laughs> okay. Picture this. I mean, welcome to my world. This woman, this young woman dyes her hair black. No highlights. Black lipstick. nail polish. And I, I know she had to go to Amazon or something because she got a Satanist Bible. And there is nowhere in Holmes County where you can buy a Satanist Bible. I promise you that. Uh, so she shows up. Now picture this. She shows up to work one day and boom, we're in all this new attire, all black, reading her Satanist Bible. Now, and Satanist jewelry. Okay. How do you think the Amish ladies respond to this? Okay. So they're shunning her. And and I'll tell you right there, this is diversity. You got diversity. Sometimes you can see it in age, race, religion. Sometimes you see it. But you always have people with different opinions. You always have diversity. It's the time. These women are treating her like dirt. So I get a call. And I go up and I use what are, what I call, and they're in the book, the EPR skills, empathic listening, parroting, and reward. So I ask her, I ask all these ladies, I got all these Amish ladies sitting there, and they're all mad. 
uh, Owen, two or three of them won't talk to me because if you talk to another male, if you are married, well, that's having intercourse with them. Oh. Yeah. So it's a very different culture, which is fine. More power to them. So I sit down and lean back and I say, okay, tell me what's going on. And they start off. They say, oh, she's a, a Satanist. We have to get rid of her. Uh, and understand, these are very religious people. They say, God has blessed our company. We've been very successful. I work here. My children work here. She has to go. This is going to be our undoing. We are a Christian organization. Make sure that I understood. I want to make sure they know I understood. So I repeat back. Okay, I want to make sure I got y'all. You're saying that God has really blessed your company here. And he has. And And you feel... That if she continues working here, she will destroy this company because she's a Satanist and you're a Christian company and you, she's got to go. So you're shunning her or you're short and rude. You're, you're treating her bad. Do I understand? And if they say no, you got to tell me again. And you see the respect in the conflict resolution. So I say, okay. They, they say, yeah, you got it. Okay. The empathic listening is over and the parroting is over. Let me tell you right now, I'm dealing with humans. If you, a human's emotional system, neurologic thousands of a second. Now think about that. You can't blink in 17,000. You can't even say 17,000 of a second. That's how fast we can get a stapler in the head at work. And we have 38,000 physical assaults that occur in American workplaces every week. Oh no. You're dealing with humans. People have no idea. Okay. And there's actually two murders a day in American workplaces, which this year I think is going to go up oh. because we're getting more violent. So I got to give them a reward. If you ever disagree with somebody, you give them a reward. This is a human. This is my sister. So I would say, okay, I'm going to validate their right. Cause let me ask you, do they have a right to these beliefs? Yeah. Right. You have a right to believe what you, you have a right to hate. Uh, Trump, you have a right to hate Satan. Okay. I'm going to give him a reward. So I would say, I see where you're coming from. I understand what you're telling me. And you have a right to think that. But let me tell you, you are Christian believers. And I respect that. I do. I would never tell you to change the way that you think. However, you're not a Christian organization. You're not a church. And she can sue you. You, this Satanism, is oh, wow. a religion. It's illegal what you're doing. That was news to them because they didn't think that the, the Title VII applied to them. And sure. I said, yeah, you're not an Indian reservation. Okay. You are, <laughs> you're, you're Amish owned company. And let me tell you too, she can sue you personally. You, wow. You are personal liability. She can take your house. I'm not here, here to hurt you. I'm not here to take your religion away. I honor your religion. You believe what you want to believe. I'm not going to tell you to accept her beliefs. I'm not going to tell you to appreciate her. I'm going to tell you, you have to be tolerant. And I'm here to help you. You are not going to pick on her because she's different. And you're not going to bully her. And it's funny because one of the ladies says, to justify the bullying, is to say, well, you you don't understand. She's going to hell. I said, yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> That's her goal. Okay. So you believe what you go home and pray for her. 
I will never, I respect your beliefs. I would never tell you what to think, but I have every duty and every right to tell you making it safe for her to come to work. Well, no, we don't want to. You have to want to. Because all you're doing, now here's the boomerang bigotry. This is boomerang bigotry. As you treat her worse and worse, all you are driving, all you are doing is driving her to become more and more of a Satanist. So that's the difference. And I'll tell you, it just, it, it just, I did Ohio diversity conference last week. Zoom and I did three different sessions with them concurrent with different programs. And we talked about tolerance and acceptance with CEOs and what CEOs want. It was such a wonderful discussion with these people. We're going to hold another free lunch and learn in about a week to discuss this because it's, you see, it's people have drilled into everybody. You have to be accepting. And I will tell you that causes more problems than you can imagine because I can't tell people what to think. And even more so, you sit there and you say, well, you have to appreciate this. You have to do that's illegal. (laughs) You can't tell people that they have to be accepting of somebody else's beliefs, particularly if it's a protected class under Title VII. So to me, it's common sense. And I go to some of these diversity conferences and I'm like, no wonder. And this is from Sherm, Becky Hastings at Sherm. When the economy turns down, the first program to go, diversity and tolerance program. First ones to go. Wow. Because we do them for politically expediency, not to really value. Is it, and that's what we're not doing with our, with our programs in today's world. And that's what we got to start doing. We got to start doing it now because the world's only becoming more and more diverse and more and more violent. It's so interesting, Scott, you mentioned this because I heard a statistic or a statement that I just couldn't believe, but you're winning me over. Hmm. Someone said that many, more than 50%, if you will, diversity trainings actually fail miserably. Oh, yeah. Now, from what you're saying, this is actually true? Oh, yeah, and I think that's that's a low number. Um, CBS News did a phenomenal report, uh, particularly ever since Trayvon uh, Martin and George Zimmerman. A lot of implicit bias, interest, and everything. So 69% of all the long, some sort of tolerance or implicit bias training in place. All right, the vast, vast vast majority are saying it was the worst training they ever went through. Oh, no. oh yeah. These police officers, all you did was alienate these police officers uh, because what, what they reported was it was the worst training I ever went through because all they did and listen to the title of my book and think what they're saying. All these trainers did was come in and tell white officers how racist they are. Oh, okay. Now you see how just think scientifically, think logically. We've all, we all come from Adam and Eve. We all have the same wiring. Are you telling me that only white people have these bigoted feelings? Ask them in the studies I put in the book. One of the things I just put all the research for my book into my storage facility. Two bankers boxes. Oh my gosh, Scott. I knew I'd get challenged, and I will tell you right now, I know what the studies are showing, and I got news for you. Yes, white people tend to be afraid of black people. And you know something else? 
black people tend to be afraid of black people. Oh, wow. Possible. And that's because of the way that our media and the way we have portrayed blacks in our society for two or 300 years that I'll give you a good one. These myths. Okay. It used to be that we told ourselves three, 400 years ago that black people don't feel pain the way that white people. Well, think why that is. If you're going to whip out in the field and literally work them to death, well, you got to rationalize that somehow. So you spread the myth that black people don't feel pain. Oh, gosh. You would think a thinking, rational person, a genius, would not fall for that. Right? Okay. Yeah. Journal of American Medical Association says this is a big problem in the medical profession where doctors routinely under-medicate black people. Routinely. Happens all the time. It's a big problem. Why? Because blacks don't feel pain the way white people do. Oh, gosh. These are the most educated people in our in our country. Okay, just about. You see, that's the power of implicit bias, and that's what we've got to address. And don't tell me that white doctors and Asian doctors do not, because JAMA says no. This is a common theme across doctors. So now look at this. Forget critical race theory and all that. Isn't this one thing that we can all work on together? We've all got to work on our implicit bias and get to know somebody else. And I I have on my website a wonderful video of Frank Mink. And Frank Mink, you you ever see the movie? Oh, it's a violent movie. Uh, American History X. I have not. I'm sorry. It's a nasty one. But Ed Norton plays this Nazi who converts and becomes a great tolerance type person. That's Frank Mink. And Frank Meek was one of, he belonged uh, to one of the most violent group of Nazis. Actually, he had done three years for aggravated kidnapping by the time he was 20. Once, swastikas on his neck. I mean, he was just a, a human leper. Until someone named Tony, a Jewish man, took him in, gave him a job. And, and didn't lecture him, didn't, didn't, didn't tell him that he was wrong and all this stuff. But by getting to know Tony. One day, Frank realized all the myths that he was told throughout his entire life were wrong. And one day he went home, took off his Nazi boots and threw them down his basement steps, never wore them again. And to this day, Frank Mink, M-E-E-I-N-K, is one of the best tolerance supporters in the world. Wow. To hear him talk about it, he still chokes up to this day. And uh, ScottWarwick.com, and you look under Scott's free podcasts and things like this, it's right there. It's worth the funds. When you don't attack somebody, you, 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 you get to know them and all these implicit biases go away. That's what happens. Neurologically, you're rewiring your brain. I guess this has led me to ask this question. I think you've covered some of this, but maybe we can, uh, peel the onion again a little bit more on this because we've been talking about leadership, Mm. safe workplace. How does a leader help us out, Scott? If we are Mm. leaders in today's 21st century organizations, how do we build safe workplaces? Absolutely. And that's the, and that's the bottom line for everything. Okay. Cause I should be able to go up to any of your employees and ask, is it safe? Uh, is it safe 
to disagree. Okay, let me give you a great example of where it was not safe to disagree, and we murdered 14 people. NASA. Okay, NASA. Uh, if you spoke up and disagreed with your supervisor, you would probably get fired at NASA. Oh, wow. these, yeah, and, and picture this. These are, you have more geniuses per square foot at NASA than probably any other organization in the country. I mean, you've got, you've got a building full of Sheldon Coopers from the Big Bang Theory. I mean, geniuses. Okay. Now there's a problem with Challenger and the, 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 the engineers put together this report and said, look, you got to replace the O-rings on Challengers because they're old and they're brittle and the O-rings are like fueling. Okay. Well, if you're leading NASA, yeah, it's going to cost a few hundred million dollars to replace, but it's good that you know to take care of that. Sure. Fired, fired them. Fired every single engineer who put their name on that report. Every wow. single one. Yeah. And of course, it blew up. Okay, now freeze right there. You now are still working at NASA. Is it safe to speak up? How critical this diversity of ideas is for organizations today more than ever, no doubt about it. We've saved, Scott, the most important question for last. If our loyal listeners want to learn more about you and your work and want to purchase this great book of yours, how can they best do that and best follow you? They can always go to scottwarrick.com, S-C-O-T-T-W-A-R-R-I-C-K.com, and you will see me come up, and you will see tons of free videos. And you will see two icons there. One is my first book, Solve Employee Problems. Underneath that, you'll see uh, 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 Tolerance and Diversity for White Guys book. You click on the Tolerance and Diversity for White Guys book, there's all of this stuff there with free videos. And if you click on the first book, there's all kinds of stuff there with more free videos on emotional intelligence and EPR. The first book really set up the second book, and I had to publish them in those that series. But And you can also go directly to Amazon and search Scott Warwick, and I will come up, and the book is right there. And, um, yeah, I'll tell you, it's on Kindle. It is hard copy, and uh, I'm just thrilled to death because the people who have read the book, there's universal across the people who read the book and gotten back to me, they said, I never thought of it that way. That's so simple. I, well, in law school, because I'm a simpleton. I have to get things down to where I can understand them so that when I sit there and take a test, it's just me and the test. And when I talk about things, it's got to be simple. Because I got clients that range from 10 employees to 75,000. Wow. How do you get the consistent message? It's safe. It's got to be simple. And if your programs are too complicated, then throw them in the dumpster. They won't work. We can't thank you enough, Scott, for being our guest today. And thank God for Monday. Uh, we've been enlightened, but we've been inspired. And it's funny because when we think of St. Francis of Assisi, we think of simple. Mm -hmm. And the listeners yeah. know that I'm a terrible reader. But this great book, I could even read and understand and gain from. And uh, you've done this today. And it's a very eloquent, very simple way where I and the listeners have come away from quite a bit. So, again, many, many thanks. Continued success, joy, happiness, contribution, uh, tolerance and diversity. These are critical areas, as you said, not only for the survival of our country, but the survival of our world. Oh, so, yes. Uh, please, please, all the best. Keep up the, your great work. That's for sure. Thank you so much.
listeners, when you've begun uh, checking out Scott's book and his great website and things, uh, don't hesitate. Remember our website and our uh, tweet, tweet, Facebook, Snappy Chat, Instagram. Uh, please, uh, comments, questions, concerns, uh, ideas for guests. We'd love to hear from you as well. Listeners, sadly, once again, guess what? We're out of time. Brother Greg saying our hope and prayer is that when you wake up on Monday morning, just like Scott Warwick does, you'll say, thank God for Monday. <laughs>